The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. and welcome to a brand new episode of the two-point conversation football talk for fans by fans right here on the network at bicbp-radio.com my name is matt johnson one of your hosts i am back i apologize for missing out the last couple days um had a lot going on had a lot going on technical difficulties uh the cult suck and halloween and all sorts of jazz so but i am back today so thank you for your patience i am joined alongside my good friend, my main man, the Wizard of Jazz, Derek Jazz in the house. How we doing, buddy? Hello, hello, hello. How we doing? Uh, much better now that I'm talking to you. So. Uh, it, it, it's weird how that works, isn't it? It's, it's almost therapeutic. <laughs> it certainly is relaxing. Never thought in a million years I'd say that, but <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It really is. It is good to hear from you, bud. Uh, we have a lot, a lot, a lot to talk about. What a day was the first thing you said that you said to me when we hit the, the before we hit the record button on the Zoom call. And, For sure. And what a day it was. Uh, unfortunately, today, uh, Tuesday, November 2nd, uh, it was announced that early this this morning, so when, by the time this episode drops, early yesterday morning, uh, Raiders second year wide receiver Henry Ruggs, uh, DUI uh, unfortunately, and uh, and and it was a hit, and, he, and somebody passed away. Uh, the names I don't have, I don't believe have been revealed yet, but this is major no. news. A uh, a young career wasted due to uh, just a piss piss poor decision uh our hearts thoughts um i don't do the whole prayer thing but if you're into that um they they go out to the families of this victim this is a you know it's just a uh just just terrible news absolutely terrible news you know and the the one thing that i want to get out there too is you know it's it's easy to sit here and you know speak from a place of you know and I've seen it already. You know, he he's an asshole. He's a scumbag. He's a dirtbag. You never know why somebody ended up in that situation or Correct. what caused it. Yes, you can say, you know, well, it was his choice to drink and his choice to get you know get behind the wheel of a car. Um, but you know, you, you never know what's in someone's mind or heart at the time. And you know, I I know that I can speak for quite a few people that I know for a fact could have very easily ended up in that same exact situation. And you know, one mistake doesn't make a make somebody an absolute dirtbag. So, correct. Um, correct. You know, I feel I feel as bad for him potentially. Now, if this was a situation of like, I plan on getting absolutely tore up, wasted today, and then driving to McDonald's at four in the morning because that's just what I plan to do. That's a different story. But I do I, do I think that's the case? I, I don't know. Uh, but I am not going to be the one to sit here and judge. It's it's a tragic situation for all parties, absolutely all parties, including the Raiders, his teammates, uh, friends, family of of the deceased, so on and so forth. And it's just not something that, you know, it doesn't need to be toxic. It's it's bad enough as it is, but it doesn't need to be added to it anyway. No, correct. And the, there is like there. I, I have a lot of sympathy for the Raiders organization has been through so much this year. Um, 
you know, I just did David Carr posting about what his brother has been through, uh, isn't it? You know, um, I mean, emotionally, it's everything that he's experienced as a Raider in his NFL career. And of course, this year has just been, um, it, it's, it's, it's been a lot. And listen, I'm, I'm in no way trying to downplay, of course, the, the, you know, the victim of this, this, this crime and their families. Um, but I do sympathize for the Raiders, for the guys who are going into work every day, the guys and girls front office included, uh, who are going into work every day. And they're just, just one, just punch in the face after another, yeah, uh, this sure. year for this team. It's, it's horrid. Um, yeah. So, well, I know, and now there's news coming out that Gruden might be uh, getting a lawyer to sue the NFL and Goodell. So yeah, just, it, it just, it just won't some, go away. I, it, it won't, it won't. I, <laughs> it I did hear some, I did hear some things from a, uh, a source who I will not name that, uh, that, that Gruden was uh, the fall guy for something much, much bigger. So yeah, uh, I do have a, uh, a, a, we'll call it a source that's close to the NFL. Um, I, again, I won't say his name, um, anything like that. And listen, I'm not, again, that's another thing that I'm not going to discredit is, is what Gruden said, but apparently things are a lot bigger than, uh, that then have been revealed. So that should be interesting down the road, but let's pick the mood up uh, of this episode. Thank God. I know, right. <laughs> what a <laughs> shitty way to start. It's like, listen, the, the listeners haven't heard me in two days and I come back with all this morbid news, but oh, um, week eight, finally done. I can't believe it. We're, I mean, technically week nine is the halfway point of the regular season, but man, we're, we're eight games in uh, for the most part at this point. So, um, uh, let's let's go through our week eight takeaways. Uh, Jaws, what did you take? What, what what did you see this weekend that that really stood out to you? Yeah, there are a lot, a lot of bad football games happening. Bro. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, nineteen thirteen. Yeah, like, come on, Scorigami or something like that. Uh, you know, the, the Seahawks. Geno Smith beat a team thirty-one to seven. Backup season, baby. SZN, backup season. And and that's really what it is. Uh, I mean, this is the season of the backup. Um, It's going to be something we talk about later, so I don't want to dive too much into it. But holy injury train. Um, Yeah, there's just uh, the Jets. If the, the only people who like the Jets are like born Jets fans, and even some of them probably don't like them, because if the Jets broke all the hearts this week, uh, I run a I run a suicide pool. Uh, we'll call oh, it yeah. a YOLO pool uh, just to be more PC in this day and age. <laughs> but uh, I had there were 11 people left. N- nine of them picked the Bengals. Nine of them. The pool ended this week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, because one other like th- there were there were 14 people left. Nine of them picked the Bengals. Somebody picked the Lions for some reason. I mean, and I have no faith in the Eagles at all to do anything. But I mean, the Lions. How do you go from looking good and 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 fighting against these good teams to getting thumped by the Eagles? The only team the Eagles have thumped has been has been the Falcons, and they suck. Which tells I, I, me the Panthers aren't that good because they beat them nineteen to thirteen. I don't know what's happening in the NFL anymore. I, I don't know. I I don't know. Somebody made the comment that it is a week to week league, and it it's is. not. It's not an understatement anymore. It's. I don't know the, what. To, I don't the know what Texans hung twenty two on the Rams. In the fourth quarter, but they still did. They did it. Right. The the Texans haven't done that to, I mean, they've been in scum time for the last five weeks and they haven't scored 22 (laughs) points. 
combined, I think. <laughs> there was a point they got outscored like 150 to nine. Yeah. Over three games. Yeah. Oh, man. The Chiefs are in trouble. Uh, the Chiefs, the, there, there was, if you would have told me at any point this year that the Giants would have been in a game with the Chiefs, I probably would have laughed at you almost as hard as I would have laughed if you'd have told me that the AFC North leading Bengals were going to get upset by the one win Jets this week. That's how funny that would have been to me. And it's not funny anymore. It's bad. We usually get that around the middle of the season, though, right? Like around week eight or nine, like just just stuff that isn't supposed to happen and, and that, you know, you could not predict. It just starts happening. And it's not even like fun. It's not even like good, like good stuff. It's just like, no, it, it's it's fuck my fantasy season stuff. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Like this. And I, and I had a good fantasy week. But I'm sitting here like this is garbage. Like what I should like I won three three of my four weeks this uh, leagues this uh, week. I should not have won any of them. Right. But right. I did. Like, well, that's a good thing because I was the opposite. Well, yeah, I, my my win streak in my big dynasty league uh, came to a halt this week. But I'm playing the perennial one or two seeds. So, and I'm I'm in I'm in full rebuild mode. Well, I was in full. I'm coming out of the rebuild and I'm doing a better job than half the teams in the NFL. So. <laughs> No, that's for sure. So if I can run through my some of my takeaways. Um, oh, I have a lot to say about you, Mr. Frank Reich. You cannot beat good football teams. You cannot coach to good football you know, against good football teams. You cannot win. Sorry, that's that's the way it is. And I'm very, very disappointed. Prove me wrong. The only good football teams, winning record football teams that the Colts have defeated this year. Or actually, excuse me, over the Reich, uh, I shouldn't say this year because they haven't beat any good teams this year. But over the Reich tenure, we're divisional opponents. I tried to say this on my Colts fans at Bills Land podcast, but the Houston Texans, Tennessee Titans, when they were good, when they were going to the playoffs as well, uh, and the Green Bay Packers last year. Frank Reich, you got to step it up. I'm I'm tired of this. I, there's no, you should be pride uh, going around being a Colts fan. Uh, there's none anymore. There's, there's none anymore. Frank Reich, step your fucking game up. And that, that's impressive because I mean he outcoached Sean McDermott in the divisional round last year. I uh, know, like, and it like not, and it wasn't close. He's I don't think he's a terrible coach, but when things start getting wacky, when things don't go the way that I feel like he expects them to, uh, he, he can't he can't adjust. You know what I mean? That that's 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 where I'm at right now, and. and because I don't want to make this show about me. I could probably waste a discussion topic going into digging in uh, on this thing a little bit further, but I'm not going to do it until there's absolutely like, if they, if they lose to the jets on Thursday, Jaws, we will be talking about Frank Reich next week. I can assure you of that if they lose to the jets next week and you know, I mean, I'm a Buffalo boy, Frank Reich's my dude. Yeah. Uh, if they lose to the jets, I, I mean, he yeah, takes no. over the hottest seat of the hot seats and that's impressive considering some of the coaching blunders that are out there right now brother urban uh, meyer is going to be making room <laughs> oh i certainly know i certainly know that uh the browns are awful um oh, not God. good i know baker's playing hurt right now he's doing a lot but uh the browns are a hot mess right now they went from um yeah they went from super bowl hot you know contenders to i don't know if they're gonna make the playoffs this year real quick and i'm okay with that because that team is built to beat me and 
if I don't have to see you in the postseason, that's a big time W for your boy. <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, I want to commend the Patriots. I want to commend the Patriots. They are getting it done. I want to get give some props to the Patriots. They are getting it done with uh, uh, the, I'm only going to say, there's only one right now, the rookie sensation this year at quarterback, Mac Jones. They just beat the Chargers in a very, very hard-fought victory, 27-24. to 24. This team is, again, We I think we've complimented them enough. They are a couple points away from being a five or probably a six and two football team right now. For sure. Right? That's, that's the margin right now. And, you know, it's there's no stars on that team. There is no star power at all. There are no household names on that Patriots team. And they're still, they're, they're still <laughs> right. I mean, can you really think of Ramondre one? Ramondre Stevenson had eight carries this week. Who? Right. <laughs> uh, to be fair, he only had 25 yards, which was good for 20, be their third leading rusher behind Damian Harris and Brandon Bolden. Yeah. Big wolf. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This team's getting it done. So good on, good on them. Uh, a couple other things I wanted to acknowledge. Uh, Saints own the Bucks in, in the regular season, apparently. And how good are the Cowboys when they're beaten? Oh, my God. When they're winning with, with Cooper Rush. Or, right, that's the kid's name. Cooper Rush. Is it yeah. is that the quarterback's name? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Cooper Rush comes out and throws for 325 yards. And now it's and it's not like he was carried because Zeke and Pollard combined didn't break 100 yards. They, they barely broke 75 yards. Right. But I mean, Cooper and Lamb went for what was that 134 combined? Jesus. Yeah, that, he... that sucks. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> I know, right? First like, world problems. It, yeah, like th- th- this is this is the definition of like, oh, you have somebody that can fill in, but it doesn't matter because everyone around them is so damn good that they're they're going to look good. Andy Dalton looked good in this offense last year. Okay, he looked serviceable in this offense last year. He did. He had, he did not look terrible. He would have he would have had. I think it would have looked blah. He would have looked a lot better if he didn't get concussed. Probably that's, that's, if that's, he wasn't seeing quadruple. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. There's four Amari Coopers open on this play. <laughs> One of them's got to be open. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. There, there, there was a, like I said, there was a lot, a lot, a lot to talk about um, this week. But I think those are our week eight takeaways in, in a bit of a nutshell. Uh, discussion topic number two. All right, there were a lot of injuries this 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 past weekend, but uh, and we're gonna hone in that on that in a little bit. But one of the biggest ones is. Uh, biggest shockers, I would dare so say, is that New Orleans beat Tampa Bay with uh, with Trevor Simeon. All right, Trevor Simeon, Trevor just, Simeon, brother, the 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 uh, the, the once successor, the one time successor to Peyton Manning. I don't even know if Trevor Simeon was in the league still. I don't All think right. Trevor Simeon knew he was in the league because ask anybody if I tell you that Jameis Winston got hurt, who plays quarterback for the Saints? I, under normal circumstances, uh, you know, Taysom Hill, but after right. I, I had no idea. I mean, and and Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill, like might even ask him to marry him, loves him to the point took took future Hall of Famer Drew Brees off the field in the red zone consistently last year in favor of Taysom Hill. And your QB one gets hurt and you go to Trevor Simeon. Where'd the love affair go, man? What happened? I have questions. It worked. Good for you. It did. <laughs> Trevor Simeon got you a W by putting up 13 in the fourth. Great. Good for you. But what happened? Where, where, where's your boy? 
Is Taysom hurt? He's got to be, right? That's kind of where I'm thinking. What I'm thinking. I mean, even still, I would still take Trevor Simeon over Taysom Hill any day of the week. Mm. So let's see. Oh, he, yeah, he still looks like he's still concussed. Concussed. So that answers that question. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll fuck off. That's fine. Sorry, I didn't mean to make you look bad there, but I mean, I, I do that myself. It's fine. I, you were lucky I'm not calling him Tyson King right now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, is this sustainable? Is this, uh, is this something that can last the whole season? I mean, you know, you just beat the defending world champions, a, a matchup I didn't think the Saints could or should have won um, in this game with a Trevor Simeon. Uh, is, is, is Simeon back in business or are, you know, or do you have to go out and look for another quarterback to, to finish off this season? Um, I, I think you have to go out for somebody. Cause I, this to me feels like that situation where you game plan for Jameis Winston and the backup is just different enough that that game plan creates opportunities for him. Um, this is like when, uh, what was it last year? Tannehill or a couple of years ago, Tannehill got banged up and Mariota came in and all of a sudden Mariota looked really good. Well, because him and Tannehill are two different players. So what you planned to see is no longer what you're seeing. So it kind of opens and creates some opportunity. Um, you know, we're going to talk about uh, the NFL trade deadline and stuff like that and why, you know, plug and play doesn't work in the NFL as well, the way it does in some other sports. But I mean, this is a, this is a spot where, you know, well, we, we know that this guy has these tendencies. We know Jameis is doing this and X, Y, and Z. Well, Trevor Simeon, I, I don't know what he does and neither does anybody else because, well, so we have to stick with the game plan, right? Well, guess what? That game plan makes Trevor Simeon look real good. <laughs> you know, as far as like going out, uh, I did hear a quote today, which is, has piqued my interest. Ooh. All right. Uh, very, I did see this. I know where you're okay, going. You I'm know excited. where I'm going with this. Okay. I'm excited. So uh, one Philip Rivers, who, as many of you know, is my favorite NFL player of all time, said that he has not heard from the Saints, but he would listen. And that makes me moister than an oyster. All right. Everybody. Uh, high school I, season's I, over, bro. He's done coaching his seven of his 12 kids. He did. <laughs> Time to get back to work. Let's go. He Loose did that wing. <laughs> he did say this is that time of the year. He said that if somebody needed me after high school football season, then he would come back November, December saints are on our, are, are have a case right now where the it's, it is intriguing. All right. Um, I mean, am I, am like, I saying that Philip Rivers ahead. is the answer? Uh, I don't know, but a Philip Rivers, Sean Payton uh, combination is like, well, that could be something that could be something. Yeah. I mean, and you're, you, you got to think like, I mean, we're, we're sitting here right now. And as of the recording that we're doing currently, the trade deadline is, is up in 21 20 minutes. minutes. Yep. So if you don't do something, you have to go to the free agent pool. Um, I don't know how it looks for quarterbacks. I actually looked at it for running backs earlier today, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's out there for you because I, I don't. I mean, if you don't go get somebody, you're you're essentially throwing away the season. You're admittingly throwing away this season, uh, this very good Saint season so far. They're what five and two, I think, at this point. Yeah. So, uh, you know what I mean. And listen, when Taysom Hill comes back, you don't want him to be your guy. You'd hope not, right? You don't want him to be your guy. 
Um, there's, I mean, the, you're- this good, this team has very good foundational pieces. Um, but like, other than that, like, yeah, where do you go? Do you go get scam Newton? Um, you know, like, you know, <laughs> we, we, no, you don't go and get a Cam Newton because he's obviously, I, I don't Maybe think you go get Kenji Bahar. <laughs> Ryan Finley. Oh, dear God. I mean, yeah. Who else is on the free agency market? It's, it's uh, not good. Case Cookus. <laughs> At this point, what are these all the man? Uh, Give the, me Joe Webb. Joe Webb. Oh, Sean Kaiser. Oh, maybe God. maybe they can talk Alex Smith out of retirement. Jeez, I, I ah, he's it. comfy. Yeah, I, I'd be comfy too. I'm I mean, lucky to have my leg got got my comeback player of the year last year. Let's get out of here. Bye. I do, the only drawback is I don't know what the same salary cap situation is right now. I know last year they were seventy two million in the hole. Um, it was not a good situation. So that's the only thing that's restraining. Um, it, probably holding this back. But listen. If they if they go out and reach out for Philip Rivers, I'm I'm buying a jersey right away. As I mean, I'm not, I'm not even a Saints fan remotely, but I'm buying that jersey. But yeah. even just from a fanboy perspective, right now he might give you the best option. I don't trust Taysom Hill. I no. don't. No, and your answer can't be because I mean, because realistically, uh, Trevor Simeon what is is your three. He he's got to be your three, um, because of what you paid Taysom Hill, right? So, uh, look, look, looking through this list, I mean, in all seriousness, uh, funny names aside, you're not going with RG three. You're <laughs> I, Blake Bortles, who has some some experience going to the postseason. Uh, I mean Rivers, who we already talked about, and then Cam Newton, and that's it. That, that's it. Those are your free agent options currently, unless you're going to find somebody who played on an XFL roster recently. Yeah, there's there's nothing else. To, and like I said, it's it's he's only one Maybe year. Call removed. Johnny Football, see what he's doing. Isn't he doing like that three on three like arena football where the field's only like thirty yards? Yeah, it's uh, fan controlled football. Jesus, chucking dimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in front of nobody. Um, what a fall from grace that was. So okay. I'm all in on the Philip Rivers camp. That that's that's where I'm at for the Saints, and that's bias aside. If you really look at this situation completely, I don't care what they mistakenly threw at Taysom Hill to be a quarterback. Taysom Hill does not deserve a QB one job in the NFL. He's not. No. He's not that guy. He's not. All right. You know, I, I've said it this I, on the show a handful of times. I'll say it once more. All right, Lamar Jackson is not the not a running back. Taysom Hill is. <laughs> All right, that that's that's what my mentality is when, when it comes to Taysom Hill. This dude had his opportunity to lead this team, and he failed miserably uh, last year. It was just dude, just just bad, just just terrible. So, no go on Taysom Hill. I'm all in on the Philip Rivers experience. I'm in Farla too. Let's go. Bring bring back the dadgummit. please, please. Wish she was coming back to Indy, but again, I, I think it's a it's a nice story there. And you know, it's cool. You got the Drew Brees, you know, him and Drew Brees had history. And like I said, if if anybody is going to right now with, with available quarterback positions, if anybody's gonna put Phillip Rivers to good use, um, it's gonna be a guy like Sean Payton, who's pretty good with experienced quarterbacks. Pretty damn good. Yeah. 
I, I mean, come on, him and Kamara together. Jeez, Lou, that's that's a, that's a fun combination that I I am absolutely intrigued in. Um, is there anything else you want to add to that? Is there anybody else you're you're kind of eyeing for the Saints? No, I mean, it, like I said, in, unless they unless they pull pull trigger on some kind of trade. Um, obviously the most intriguing prospect out there from a trade standpoint would be the bills backup, Mitch Trubisky. Correct. Um, you know, and at that point you gotta, you're, you're probably, if you're the bills, you're looking for draft capital and big draft capital. Cause at this point I have something you need a starting quarterback, uh, who proved he can do it. I mean, he was a starter last year. He proved it. He looked pretty damn good in the preseason. Uh, and when he got some scum time yards, he did scum time, scum time stuff. So, uh, I'm looking for something big if you want them. But outside of that, yeah, no, I think I think you're trying to talk. I think you're trying to talk uh, old man Rivers out of retirement. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of where that should go. Um, all right. Discussion topic number three. Like I said, we're about well, we're now at time of recording about 15, 16 minutes away from the uh, closing of the trade deadline. What, uh, you know, kick us off, Derek, you know, your, your thoughts on on this trade deadline. Uh, another very lackluster one at that, but is there anybody who you thought should have went? Is there anybody who, um, you know, it, obviously we did have a couple uh, names. The biggest one that really got moved was Melvin Ingram uh, yes. going from Pittsburgh to Kansas city. Uh, start us off. What does that do for Kansas city? And, you know, just other thoughts on uh, around other possible trade people that just didn't move, get moved today. You know, that, that one, I, I was intrigued by that one. I mean, Melvin Ingram, they brought him in this year. They signed him during the free agency period in the summer. And all of a sudden he comes out in week one. And he's, he was a main piece for the reason the Steelers upset the bills in week one, hundred percent. And he's done jack shit since he's just been generally irrelevant to the point that he fell down the depth chart and off the field. So the Steelers kind of got rid of some dead weight there. May, I, who knows what it made room for, but you know, they, they cut some dead weight, got some, you know, got something back in return. Uh, granted, it's only a sixth, but if you told me that I can get a sixth round pick for Melvin Ingram, I I look at the team that took the sixth round pick for him and was like, well, why'd you sign him then? <laughs> but here we are. Um, I think it helps Kansas City, but it doesn't do enough. Uh, it definitely doesn't do enough. Oh, and hell it, no. It, hell no. Absolutely in shambles. Um, I, I, you know, Melvin Ingram doesn't help Patrick Mahomes and with his seven game interception streak that he's on, uh, it doesn't help any of the other problems that are going on over there. So uh, good for you for trying to do something. Cause you had to, you had to try. Right. But you know, I, as far as anything else goes, I mean, um, the Niners got Charles Omenehu. <laughs> I don't know. I'm terrible at pronouncing things. Apparently, it, apparently that's a prerequisite for being on the two point conversation. Um, <laughs> You know, yeah, like Saints are interested in adding wideouts. Why? Who's throwing to them? Right. Browns won't like, but 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 here's here's the story of this. Uh, let's see. Giants not expected to move on from Engram. Dolphins won't make trade for Watson. Seattle expected to hang on to former first round pick. Um, what else we got? Dr- Browns won't trade Beckham. Yeah, there's a rumor that the, the Colts- tight end market. There was a rumor, right? There was a rumor that the Colts were interested in Devontae Parker and from Miami, and obviously that's not, um, that's not going down either. So, um, you know, Marlon Mack was a trade subject, uh, a possible people. And listen, there's lots of teams that need running backs out there right now, and it's just a whole lot of just 
I don't know. Is it people just creating stories? Is it, I, I don't know, but it, it's, it's kind of been another dud. A couple of years ago, we, I think like three years ago, we had an amazing trade deadline. People were moving left and right. Last couple of years have been so, just so boring. So yeah. boring. Just a lot of people sitting, put, sitting tight. And like, so, you know, the Bucks, they, they came out and said they would need an extraordinary offer for Ronald Jones. And that is solely based on the fact that people need running backs because they're all getting hurt. Right. So you're going to overpay or I'm going to sit on a dude who was my, like my, my regular season stud last year, who's done almost nothing this year. What, what a tough life. I'm going <laughs> to get a first round pick or better for a dude who is not doing anything for me this year. Cause there are so many injuries, right? No, for sure. So that, that's a ballsy call in a world where Todd Gurley still sitting around doing nothing. Granted, he doesn't have knees, but who cares? I think I think he sealed his fate. I mean, he'll, he'll probably get a look somewhere. There's no doubt about it. But he sealed his fate when he met when he cost Atlanta that game last year. He didn't listen. Yeah. He did. That was a big no no. Hey, get the ball if you get get there. Just lay down. Oh, duh! I'm gonna go get a touchdown. Duh! Fantasy points. Yeah, <laughs> right. He did it to himself. Um, I did want to talk about Deshaun Watson because it was officially mentioned that uh, he did not. He's not getting moved today. Dolphins did have a chance to talk with him, but uh, it was not meant to be because Deshaun Watson, his uh, the, the sexual assault allegations have not been cleared. Um, even though nothing has been proven at this point, Miami was not ready to take a gamble on that. And obviously the, the draft capital for that would have been massive. So it's under it's it's understandably so. So Watson will stay. Uh, under contract with the Houston Texans to at least the offseason, which gives him a little bit more time to clear things up. There's, 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 you know, um, you know, there's, there's lots of, you know, there's lots of time for that to happen. More time to process this. It'll, by the time this offseason hit, it'll be like a year with all the Watson Texans uh, drama. So I don't know what's going to happen. Who knows? Maybe, maybe Miami does make a package for him this year, put together some kind of trade package for Watson in the offseason because, um, you know, you'll have a pretty good idea, I think, of what you have with Tua by the end of this year. And that's fine. I, I want to give them a lot of credit. Listen, Tua hasn't been playing terribly. He hasn't been, like, god-awful. You know, there's there's definitely room for improvement. There's no doubt about it. But, um, you know, you'll have a good idea, a pretty good idea of what you have with, uh, oh, boy. Um, sorry, Quentin Nelson, toe injury. For oh Christ's sake, never ends. <laughs> Jesus, never ends as a Colts fan. Um, Matt, but you, Matt, you, Matt, put that down. Matt, don't do it. <laughs> I can't take this anymore. <laughs> you, can join, you can join Bill's Mafia for now. It's okay. Uh, I'm good. No, no, fam. Just no. There's no. There's no Bill's Mafia here. There's. There's no. No. No, nope. <laughs> well, 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 so while we're talking about the the, uh, the trade deadline, the Jets made a trade just now. Uh, they sent t- their tight end Brown to the Chiefs for because, you know, the Chiefs have a plethora of really talented offensive linemen yeah. guard Duvernay Tardif. Yeah. Yep. There it is. Jets, Jets, the Super Bowl confirmed. Yeah. Knocking off, knocking off the Bengals. And here we go. Let's go to work. <laughs> 
good for them. Good for the Jets. But, um, but you know what I mean? But back to, back to Tua, like I said, you, you will know what you have with Tua by the end of this year. You know, Josh Allen, right? His second year, we've seen steady, steady improvement. And we're like, wow, the sky's the limit for Josh Allen. And obviously, he's been very successful since then. So, um, and that's the case for Tua. So by the end of this year, um, we, I think Miami's going to know what they, what they want. Uh, if they, we're going to know if they like uh, Tua, I think. And, it, you know, there's just all sorts of possibilities for Watson, um, you know, of course, but it's been, uh, it's, it's been very tight to the chest. There hasn't been a whole lot of progress in, in getting all of this sorted out. So who knows who, who knows how long this is going to last, but I, I, I don't foresee this the lasting past this off season. I really don't. I mean, but what a, what a fantastic, fantastic bargaining chip the Texans have here. Arguably a top 10, easily a top 10 quarterback, arguably top five, debatably. Top I would three. say top five. I would say a top five, you know, and, and here he is. You got him for 10 years. He, he, he put ink to paper. You got him for 10 years. So you're either going to play for me or I'm going to get a haul for you. Right. That's it. Like, cause like eventually you're the only option is to just walk away from football. So pretty much, you know, it, it I, I think the reason you're not hearing a whole lot about this is because <gasps> what? Oh, something about the bill. I don't know what this is. Hold on. Oh boy. I hope this is not some clickbait stuff. Oh, it's some fake news. That's stupid. I hate people. Never mind. Everybody sucks, but us. That was terrible. Jesus, I, I don't even want to know. Nah, just move on. Forget I said okay. anything. Just um, so really, what um, what I was saying. I mean, you, so you you have this fantastic bargaining chip. You you know, we know what the price tag is: multiple first round picks and more. And you know, it this is something that could potentially turn the tide for the Texans, and they're playing well without him. So maybe he looks and says, "Hey." You know, these guys are out here. They want to play. They want to do stuff. Maybe I'll suit back up. Maybe I'll put it back on. Go get it. You know, once all this stuff goes away. But I think part of the reason it's so quiet is because they're trying to make it go away and it's not. No, every time he gets, every time he gets talked about, it's going to be brought up. Yeah. And and I think it's one of those things that until I I don't think it's going away because I don't, I I think we're, we're exiting the era of hush money. I I really do. I think, I think we're exiting the, the timeframe of, you know, being able to pay people to keep their mouth shut and, oh, you, know, for sure. they, you know, cause that's, that's what has gotten people. I mean, the, the, the big scandals that have gone out there, what's happened, you know, people get just comfortable being able to just pay you to go away when people, people are tired of it because all it means is that person in power stays in power and the people and just more victims end up amassing. So here Agreed. we go. And so if there is truth to this, I, I think that's why you're, this isn't going anywhere is because the people that this happened to are saying, no, I'm taking this to, I'm taking this to where it needs to go. And if, you know, if he truly is guilty, then good for them. Good for them for not taking hush money, you know, Uh, do what you got to do. You would think if he wasn't guilty, they would take hush money. Right. I was suspicious of it initially because their first thought was, Hey, we'll settle for X amount of dollars. So that was like, a big no, no for me. <laughs> right. That was like a huge, no, no, like it, publicly on Twitter saying, or the lawyers are like, Hey, you know, we'll, we'll accept this and we'll, we'll forget about it. It's like, that's not a good way to start off an accusation, but no. Um, 
I, I don't know. I don't know where I stand. I'm not an expert in this. I don't know. I wasn't there. So I'm not, you know, qualified to speak on it, but yeah, the Watson dilemma has been uh, going on for far too long now, far too long, probably about six, seven months, far too long. So um, we shall see. We are nearing the end of the trade deadline, um, five minutes away from it, but we will continue. If something happens, some kind of breaking news happens, uh, I will let you, we will let you know. But uh, let's go on to discussion topic number four. So the injury bug, all right, the injuries have been horrendous this year. Again, uh, it seems oh, to be a time. huge trend. Uh, of the last several years, what's going on? What, where are our heads at with the injury, with all these injuries, the massive amount of injuries that have been happening? Um, you know, I, I think a lot of it goes back to preseason and how a lot of people aren't, um, they aren't up to game. I, listen, I know we're at the halfway point too. But, you know, football is not a thing that it, it seems to be, at least from my perspective, it, it seems to be a thing that you can, yeah, you can sure you, you can go work out, you could do weights and stuff. But um, it, it seems like a lot of people just kind of come off the couch, uh, essentially, essentially, and just just kind of show up and play. And there's this whole, you know, the game speed thing is, is kind of where I'm at, because I mean, I, I wish I had numbers in front of me for the the uptick in ACL tears and Achilles injuries, all these leg injuries that have just get, you know, it's every single week. It's somebody with an ACL tear with an Achilles tear. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's frustrating. Like I feel for these players who are losing out the opportunity to make money. Um, They're looked at in a very different light, but I mean, just at just every single week, probably at least two minimum uh, a week is what we're looking at for ACL injuries. Um, so I think a lack of game speed, and again, I know we're at the halfway point of the season, but it's, you know, it's gotta be so much more than that. Another thing too, you know, with, with the way that penalties go, as far as being a defensive player, uh, the legs are the easiest place to kind of attack. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. And it happens, you know what I mean? Um, offense and defensive players are, are, are hurting these, the, you know, their lower leg, you know, body parts often but um to me uh, the rule changes the way that the game has evolved has led to a lot of this turf turf is a big thing that has led to a lot remember remember last year when when the jets and 49ers played and everybody and their mother had like an acl or achilles tear like i think jimmy g got hurt in that game bosa got hurt in that game a couple other pieces got hurt in that game um you know, the, the turf, the astro, it's, it's not even astro turf anymore, but you know, is it really, truly good for players? Is it really, is it, is it really good for players? I get it. They want the fields to look really nice, but they need to find a safer alternative uh, for these, you know, for these players or you, you're going to lose stars. When you start losing star power, you start losing viewers. It's a whole trickle down effect and they need to find a better way to, um, to, to dial up these fields first and foremost, if that's the image that they want, to, to dial up these fields and to protect these players. I, I like where you went with that, with the the stuff that the field is made of. Um, and I don't, I mean, I think I, it was a little bit different back, you know, uh, in our, our buddy Andrew Lenz's days of <laughs> yesteryear year and stuff. Um, <laughs> the yesteryear in the days of yore, we'll go, we'll go with that. Um, you know, everyone had grass and like the grass may have been in different condition that from one stadium to the next and the grass, you know, it, it could have been different type of grass, but for the most part, you know, it was fairly consistent. Now 
you know, one team's got turf, one team's got this kind of turf versus that kind of turf, whether it's old school. I mean, uh, I don't think anybody still has the old school AstroTurf anymore, but if they do, then you have AstroTurf, then you have like the next three or four, you know, levels up to the most, most modern stuff. And you still have people playing on grass and um, doesn't, Oakland still play on a field that has a baseball field. Oh no, they used to. They so, used to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, so, you, you know, you, you could be running on nine different surfaces and then you add in, you know, the, um, you know, the trips to London where it, 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 you know, when it was a soccer pitch that where they were playing on, that was an absolute trash fest that first year to the point that one of the stadiums now has like retractable football turf under their, under their stands, which is really cool. But like, I don't know, maybe make it uniform. Maybe make it a thing like this is what we're playing on. This is what your stadium has to have. End of conversation. A requirement, have, right, uh, across the board. Yep. You have five years to comply because we know we understand that this type of renovation is expensive. If you can't, then you can't play at home because you need to know what you're playing on 24-7. Because if I practice, if, if I practice on turf, then I play on grass, then I go to your place and it's AstroTurf, then we go to some, then we go to Andrew's place and it's a different, like, it, you know, I mean, you, you know, yourself, you play basketball on a hardwood basketball court, then you go outside and play on the gravel and then you go somewhere else and play on huge difference. You know, yeah. it, it, it absolutely. And your shoes, even though they're turf shoes might grip differently on three different types of turf, um, you know, some, and that's a big part of it. And I, I agree with the rules too. You know, uh, I, I learned at a young age playing football, uh, my JV football coach, this dude was an absolute lunatic. I loved playing football for him. Um, you know, he told us, you cannot play this game afraid to get hurt because that's when you're going to get hurt. Well, what's the NFL doing? They're creating rules because they're afraid of people getting hurt. So great. You're not getting uh, Antonio Brown laid out by Vonta uh, or by perfect over the middle, but you're having four other stud receivers blow out their knees because you can't hit them in certain ways. So you're dragging them down now and you're instead of running through them, you can't do that. So you're trying to meet and spin and like, unnatural movements. I mean, this is meant to be a North South game and we're trying to add a lot of East and West to it. And, you know, that's where people are getting hurt. You know, yeah, you're, you're getting so ticky tacky on holding calls that you're starting to see more and more alignments, stick a leg out and get away with it right? because they're not looking for it, you know, and you're, you're trying to protect people. So you have a guy, instead of wrapping up and driving through the quarterback, he grabs him and he's spinning and dragging him down. And you're the face of your, the face of your league takes a thigh board to the head because you're trying to protect his head. Like, or he just takes the hit and move on. If he gets hurt, like getting hurt is part of football, unfortunately. But when you over govern safety, okay, you want to take the wedge out. Fine. You probably don't need human cannonballs running into each other as as much fun as I had doing it. Doesn't mean anybody else enjoys it, but like, okay, sure. That one, I agree. But I mean, we've gotten to a point where you can't touch half the people on the field. Right. So when they do all of a sudden, like, Hey, that dude's head turned the wrong way. Um, You know, stuff like that. I mean, again, I I don't want to say that every injury is preventable in this fashion, but I mean, you know, how many times have, like Lyman used to be the only one that had to worry about getting rolled up on. Now, I mean, a guy is running and you have to be careful how you hit him. Yeah, I, so I, now Colts, you, I think Kamoko Ture, uh, the Colts got a roughing the passer penalty this past yeah. weekend. He was going for a tackle on Tannehill and he went for the legs. He had to. I mean, he's trying to stop the, the play from advancing and he got a roughing the passer and 
you know, the Titans got 15 yards and a free first down and, right. and, and you're affecting because, the game flow. Be, be, right. Because one time somebody lunged at Brady's knee and blew his knee out. Right. Which you don't wish on anybody. But I mean, at the same token, so now you made a play and the other team benefits from it. Or you have this guy who, you know, you end up in a in, in, in a Dak Prescott style thing where, well, I can't dive at his legs. So I reached out, grabbed his jersey, and now I'm pulling him down from the back of his shirt and I fall on his knees. Well, I didn't go at his knees, but that's where the tackle take it took me. Or if I'd have wrapped him up, he would have been fine. But instead, I didn't. So now that dude's leg is facing the wrong way. Right. And we're worried about him losing the leg, not just will he ever play again? I, you know, and, and those things happen in scary times. But they, I mean, but what happened to Dak last year? He got dragged down from behind and someone landed on his leg the wrong way. Yep. Uh, you know, I, if, if I could run through him, wrap him up, uh, maybe that's different, but I'm afraid to hit him. So I'm going to be patty cakey and grab him. I, I don't know. I, I think the rules have a lot to do with it personally. And it's, it's that idea of we're afraid of injuries and we're causing injuries because of it. Great. Your head is still intact, but your leg is detached. I, okay. You're, you're still missing your stud players. No, for sure. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it, you made it. I liked your point about, you know, the, the NFL's emphasis on safety and somehow still this sort of stuff just continues like worse than it ever has before. I mean, six, seven years ago, I don't remember it being this bad. No, I, I, I don't. I don't. So, no, um, you, you traded, you traded the most gruesome of injuries. You know, the, the guys, you know, the, the, the paralyzing head injuries, you traded those for, what 17 to 27 people on your top 100 list being out with season ending injuries every year. Right. Yeah. There's, there's gotta be a better way. It's gotta be a better way. Um, but all right, we have one more discussion topic to go through. And uh, speaking of leg injuries, Derek Henry, we didn't get to announce it on yesterday's episode again, because of the technical difficulties and all that jazz. Uh, but Derek Henry is out six to 10 weeks. You're expected with a foot injury. A, uh, he had surgery today. Apparently went very well. So we're happy to hear that, but uh, crazy what yeah. this does. How does this affect the, uh, the Tennessee Titans first and foremost? And secondly, um, how does this affect the rest of the AFC? You know, Jaws, we're going to start off with you for this one, but I can't remember the last time a running back uh, getting hurt has had such big implications for an entire conference. Um, yeah, I, I'm a little blown away. Josh, where's your, head, where's your head at on this one? I mean, we we all know that the Titans offense goes as Henry goes. That That is the worst kept secret in football. Um, Tannehill and those receivers look good when you have to play tight to the box to try to stop Henry. And they don't they don't win when they I mean, uh, looking at the Jets game here, let's let's see how right I am. Henry had 157 yards and one touchdown. Tannehill threw the ball 49 times, completed 30 of them for less than 300 yards and a touchdown, and you lost to the Jets. Right. So, you know, running the football in the modern NFL is not the key to victory anymore. So that's your key to victory. That, that, that is how you win games is by that dude dominating. And now he's gone. I don't know who your backup is, but he's probably not as good. You know why? Because I don't know who he is off the top of my head. Well, now they got Adrian Peterson. They signed AP a to replace Derrick Henry. And, 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 and 
Great. The Listen. Lions called. They want your they want their strategy back. <laughs> right. I get it. we know oh, as great and as awesome as Adrian Peterson is, he's not he's not even close to where he was, you know, even no. a couple years ago, and he's definitely not on Derrick Henry's level. You're not going to commit to the run as heavily um uh, as a defense if uh, you know with even, an Adrian Peterson versus a Derrick Henry. Right. And even if that and even if all that means is instead of putting eight in the box to stop the run, you can put six. That's two more dudes that can be in coverage, two more dudes that Tannehill has to worry about throwing the ball to, and two more dudes that can shut down your receivers. And that's just going to slow this offense down. Um, I think it starts this week. I think it starts with the Rams. I think they get lucky with the Saints not having a quarterback going forward. Um, but, I mean, going against the Patriots, that's tough. The Steelers, that's tough. Yeah. You know, the Niners, that's tough. The Dolphins, uh, who, who knows? But, I mean, you, <laughs> you better hope you squeak into the playoffs and that he can come back for the playoffs. I, I don't think they're the lock for the one seed anymore. I thought they were. No, no, they're not. Having, having the short order, you know, with the the tiebreaker against the Bills, um, you know, I, I, I thought that they had a, a, a almost a walk to the one seed. Because, again, the North is going to eat itself. And who knows what's happening in the West anymore? I mean, right. The Raiders just took another hit. The Chargers looked like world beaters three weeks ago. And now we're, I mean, they're just above 500. Yep. With the Chiefs right on their heels. And the Broncos right there, too, despite the fact that they've just been playing garbage football lately. <laughs> so who knows? But I mean, now you're the best running back in football's out. He's on your team. He is the main focus of your offense. You're in trouble. You, you got to hope that you come out of this and still, and still squeak and you're going to squeak in the playoffs. Like there, there's not enough good in the AFC to knock you out, but you better hope he comes back for the playoffs. Yeah. This, I mean, after this, like after Tennessee kind of shit stomped us, I mean, it wasn't a shit stomping, but emotionally it was a shit stomping uh, the Colts. I was like, wow, the Titans are legit. Like, you know, they are the best team in the AFC. Like, I know we talked about it like last week, about how the AFC kind of shapes up. But, I mean, listen, they're, they're, Tennessee's defense is playing really, like, really good for a team yep. that lost some pieces and, and picked up a couple uh, table scraps from other teams. They look great. They look incredible, um, you know, and, and offensively. They, I didn't think that they did. And I know the Julio trade was a big splash, but, you know, but Tennessee was playing like the best team in football. Um after post week eight and the Derrick Henry thing is, is tragic. It's, it's, you know, for a lot of those fans it, or for just that team in general, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough loss. And I'm as big of a Ryan Tannehill fan as anybody, even though he's been kind of clapping Colts cheeks for the last couple of years. Um, I, I am a big Ryan Tannehill fan. I, I his, his reemergence resurgence in Tennessee. I loved it. I'm here for it. Um, but he's going to have to do, he's going to have to step up big. You, you, you don't, you, you don't have that, that blanket anymore of Derrick Henry. You know, this team has gone, has gone from eh, Derrick Henry's going to run the ball 25, 30 times to uh, Tannehill is going to be having to throw the ball 10 to 15 times more than he already has uh, to, to win games. That's, that's just how it is. Like you said, schematically, uh, the run sets up the pass. If you don't, if a defense does not have to, or does not have a run game to fear or commit to uh, the passing game will not work. So, um, so they're going to have to lump it together as far as how the shapes up for the rest of the AFC. Uh, I think it is, uh, you know, it's 
for the rest of the AFC South, it's it's a relatively good thing. Um, the, the, the door I think opened up a little bit for the Colts and I would dare say, Oh no, I can't even, I I mean, if Jacksonville can somehow find a way to lump together, I think they're right there too. Um, which is like very painful to say, I think if it, if it benefits anybody out of the AFC South, it is the Colts. And I'm not just saying that because, um, I'm a Colts fan. It's because they're the next closest team on that list. And if they can pull it together, uh, amidst, amidst, amongst the Tennessee's, you know, the, this, this tragic injury, uh, they have a chance, but even still, it, it's a big, it, it, there's a huge asterisk. I think if you, if, if anybody aside from Tennessee went the AFC South this year. Um, and, and I think it's good for a lot of other teams. I mean, Buffalo, obviously a kind of, they can fall right back into that number one spot. Um, sure. You know, with, with, with this, it, the tiebreaker is always going to be there, but if, if Tennessee can't keep up with Buffalo, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's good for the bills yeah. and, and a lot of other things. I mean, it, there's a, there is a chance that Tennessee could find themselves out of the postseason because of this, but I, I, I still think that they wild card. I, I really do, despite, you know, everything going on with the entire AFC, but um, I mean, but, it, it's, it's one of those things that, I mean, they're, they put, they prior to this injury, they put themselves in a good position to win the South, um, which, it, which helps. You know, if if they win three and the Colts win six to end the season, I mean, we're talking about a tie and the Titans take it, right? Because they're they're two and zero against the Colts, right? So I mean, yeah, and who knows what else happens from here? You know, I mean, both both the receivers in Tennessee have been banged up all year. They haven't been great. Uh, AJ Brown is a, is a great receiver in my opinion. Um, it's just one of those things that you know the, the entire North could make a play for wild card stuff. You know. I, I can see the Ravens winning four more games. I can see the Bengals winning four more games. I can see the Steelers and the Browns winning five, I, you know, yeah. they, and now you're all nine win teams. So who's out. Yeah. And that's what, and that's what this is going to come down to. It, it it definitely makes the, uh, the AFC put even more interesting than it was last week. It, 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 it opens things up. And again, I hate that it's actually at the expense of the best running back in football today in Derrick Henry. But sure. you know, reality is reality, and that's kind of what's that. That's what's going on. I, you know, I, I sympathize for you, Tennessee fans. I really, truly do. It's, uh, you know, to have a massive injury like that, it's, it's, it's a tough thing to recover from. And you know, uh, you have to have faith. You got to have faith in your quarterback. Ryan Tannehill was paid very good money uh, to step up and be the guy, and he's he's been a pretty good quarterback. You know, from a mobile standpoint, from from the ability to sling the ball. Um, you know, your coach and quarterback, this is a lot of this is going to come down to, to that. So, uh, right. keep your heads up high and, uh, and <laughs> our group chat is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I, there, there's times I have to mute it because I just can't. And then I, and then I end up behind and I don't read half of it because I'm just behind, but yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, but, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's kind of where my head's at. Uh, Josh, is there anything you want to add before we uh, close up shop today? No, I mean, I think the uh, the Titans, like I said, they're definitely behind the eight ball there with with this injury. But you know, I I had something, and then you chuckled, and I forgot. And did you ever forget? Oh, uh, what I was gonna say. I mean, right now, like this injury, the one thing that it absolutely does do is is it makes it one hundred percent the only team with the like a clear cut easy quote unquote easy run to to a division title in the AFC is the Bills. You know, barring a catastrophe against the Patriots. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about a team who they're, they're officially the only ones in the AFC who you kind of look at and go, okay, that's, that's one of them. 
like, I, I am really excited to see the Pats play the Bills right now. I, I, I got to say too. that. I let, Like last year, eh, this year, going into this year, not so much. Right now, this They're is good that's going to be good football. So that is that is, but but you're you're probably right. Right now, on paper, the Bills uh, probably the only one in the AFC with a with a relatively clear route. So, yeah. um, but that is that, everybody. That is this week's discussion topic episode. Uh, again, our thoughts, uh, our our hearts, and again, uh, if you're into the prayer thing uh, with the victim of the Henry Ruggs DUI, all right. Uh, we hope you know that there's some soulless uh comfort that is found in all this it's tragic it's unfortunate um that you know stuff like this happens so keep that keep the victim in uh in mind this uh you know this week but uh we have a couple more episodes to go of course tomorrow our pick em episode and we have our nfl history and fantasy uh outlook for saturday um you know for you so thank you so much for tuning in um, wait what's this Oh, it's a trade about somebody who nobody cares about. Okay. Uh, on behalf of Jazz and I, <laughs> till next time, the two-point conversation is good. Green 18, green 18.